At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game right here at Visa, the sports betting network. Just like the man said, Visa.com, the Visa app, wherever you can find Visa on this good Thursday morning. We appreciate it. Jason Kahn, producer number seven, is here as well. Good morning, Gil. How are you? I'm good. Uh, Crackman back on the show today, hour number two, as we always do on Thursdays. Bill Krakenberger, host of the uh, Wise Cracks podcast, at Bill Crackman with the K on Twitter. We'll talk to him. Todd Wright will join us, the greatest radio host there ever was. I will not be debated on this. Uh, host of All Night with Todd Wright back in the day. Uh, got his own fantasy football podcast these days. Always helps with uh, fantasy football questions for all numbers game listeners. And anybody who wants to hit him up on email. Also has the Todd Wright Toddcast. He will be here to talk hockey with us. He had some thoughts before the Stanley Cup playoffs began. And most of those have really sort of manifested. And he's got some thoughts on the four teams left to win the Stanley Cup this year. What a... What a group of four it is, by the way. We'll talk to Todd about that. Chris Felica, noted Islanders fan, uh, will join us momentarily to talk college football season win totals. Since, you know, we haven't had a chance to do that. I was away for two weeks. We'd have a chance to do that. So um, we'll get into that. I have just random, random thoughts here at the top of the show before we get to uh, Chris. One, I have two tennis picks going this morning. Both are dogs on the ladies' semifinals, the women's singles at the French Open. I am on uh, Tamara Zidancek against uh, Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. Zidancek down a set. She was a plus 135 proposition, Zidancek. So she's down a set in that one that's going on right now. 
Uh, but the one that starts at about 20 minutes, Maria Sakari, who uh, beat our Iga Shatek yesterday in a major upset. And really, once again, was straightforward win. There's nothing you could say. Those of us who were, who love uh, and were on Sviatek, that was just a beat. Uh, that was just a beating. Six four six four. Nothing you could say. Straightforward win. But I'm on Barbora Krachikova this morning at plus one fifty two against Sakari. So I'm on uh, Krachikova against, or I guess it's Krachikova is how you actually pronounce that against Sakari. So Zdancic right now uh, set down, and then Krachikova coming up in fifteen minutes. A uh, couple other random thoughts. One. Basketball tonight, double header. By the way, Phoenix with the uh, just comprehensive win last night over Denver to take a two to nothing lead in that best of seven Western Conference semi tonight. LA and Utah game two uh, with uh, Utah up a game. That's the nightcap. Brooklyn Milwaukee game three is the first one tonight. The greatest NBA totals better that I know doesn't often take sides doesn't often bet sides really just just sticks to totals primarily if he, if he plays 200 totals he might play four sides he likes Milwaukee in the first half tonight given the two and a half I don't think I can get with that that is not something I want to be a part of but I thought that was interesting that he someone who rarely bets sides wants to take Milwaukee in the first half again sort of the theory of well backs against the wall want to do that thing I don't know if that was his theory but again that's an angle that some take so I don't know that I'm necessarily with that. And before we get to Chris, one last thing. Just again, random thoughts here at the beginning of the show. Last night on primetime action, I, I think it, the point needs to be made sometimes. Um, you know, we do all of our baseball picks, and I'll have a baseball pick later on the show. Uh, baseball picks and tennis picks, and, and usually all picks, but, but primarily baseball and tennis on this show, where everything that I play is based in some numbers foundation, right? It's based on data, not just data, but, but that's a large part of it. And, you know, you can, uh, you can pontificate about it and give your reasoning for everything. And sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. And hopefully over a long period of time, you win more than you lose. Anybody can take any sliver of time and make you look good or make you look bad. But hopefully over a long term, you're a winner and not a loser. That's how most of the stuff that we do here on the show. But sports betting, there are many ways to skin the cat. And I think it's worth a reminder because we haven't made this, I haven't given this reminder, I think, in, in a long time. But I think it really deserves to be voiced, which is, you know, there's a spectrum of how to skin the cat. And, you know, sometimes it is the most numbers-based thing, but oftentimes it's just situational stuff. And last night on Primetime Action, great example of that. Uh, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, Kelly Billen, and I do Primetime Action on MSG Plus every night right here at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And we're watching the Islanders and the Bruins, Game 6. Islanders trying to close out the Bruins. Islanders went up to a 4-1 to lead in the second period. And it was like, this is Katie bar the door. Every mistake the, every mistake the Bruins made, the Islanders just put in the back of the net um, on their way to the win and on their way to advancing to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup playoff semifinals. But at 4-1, to I said out loud on the show, and by the way, just a reminder, that it is Gil Alexander on a numbers game right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, random thoughts here before we get to the Bear, Chris Felica. I said out loud, I'm like, you know, look, this is a closeout game. It's 4-1. to The Bruins have to pull Rask at some point, and they got to do it early. If they're down three goals, they got to do it early because it doesn't matter if you lose by 10. 
But I also recognize that life, real life in sports doesn't work that way. And apparently coaches in different sports don't have that same philosophy. I get that. But it really should not matter if you lose by 10. So Boston should pull their goalie early here if they're down multiple goals. Well, Marchand scored his second goal to make it 4-2 to two early in that period. So basically the, the total, getting back to the bet, the total, we talked it through. Matt, Danielle, Kelly, and I, Danielle was just kind of laughing at us because we, we thought we were so smart. As it turned out, it worked out. But it was 6.5 at 4-1. to one, The total was 6.5. The over was slightly juiced at minus 140. But the theory was they got to pull the goal early. And if we get a goal early in that period, a sixth goal on that total of 6.5, we're going to be major favorites. Major favorites do that. Marshan scored. We, we did become major favorites to go over. By the way, it got all the way down to the last minute. There was no goalie pulled early uh, because the, the puck was in the Bruins zone for so much of it. The Islanders were just playing keep away. But, and first of all, I'll never understand why they couldn't find a moment to pull uh, Rask and, and try to, uh, you know, overcome that deficit sooner. But they didn't get around to doing it. And it took to the last minute to get it done. But we did. There ended up being an eighth goal. But just a point to be made, just a reminder in sports betting that not everything is a spreadsheet with data points and then you make a pick in tennis or baseball. Some things are just like that. Situational. Oh, it's an elimination game. This number looks wrong at six and a half. Minus 140 on the over is not enough juice. Here's the reasoning. We talked it through on primetime action. That's what makes that show so uh, great that we're doing these things live. And Danielle was just laughing at us the whole time because we were so confident that we were going to get it done. It took all the way to the last 60 seconds. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say on that. Let's bring in noted Islanders fan Chris Felica, the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day, Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast, and, of course, Daily Wager. Christopher, hello, sir. It's very, very interesting that, that I heard that little soliloquy to start this segment because I was thinking the same thing last night. Watch, like, why are they – they had a chance with, like, three minutes yes. before the Islanders skating with the – they're like, why is Cassidy not pulling him? They need to score twice. And as an Islander fan, I, I, I was like, fine. But, but I don't want to go into the whole – an issue to go – Alexander 2019 Washington Nationals uh, proclamation on the on your obligation and duty to bet the New York Islanders versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. But at the same time, at what point are people going to stop saying, oh, they're lucky, they're not very good, they're boring, they have more goals than anybody in the playoffs this year. Last year in the playoffs, they beat the division champion Penguins. Or, or, I'm sorry, uh, this year they beat the division champion Penguins. Last year they beat the division champion Capitals in the playoffs. They beat the Flyers, who were the, the hottest team in the league going into the playoffs. Two years ago, they swept the Pens in, in the playoffs. And last year against Tampa Bay, they came as close as anybody to beating the Lightning in, 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 a, in a series. It was a six-game series with two Two one losses in there. Like, at what point are people going to start giving this team some credit? They may not be good enough to win this year without Lee and Wallstrom, but I can promise you one thing: you're going to get a great effort. It's not going to be a short series. Varlamov is very capable of stealing a game, and I see William Hill has a, a minus two seventy plus two twenty on the series. Like. I, I just don't get it. I mean, and yeah, and I'm usually a very pessimistic person when it you comes are. to yeah. my teams. But but like I, the the lack of respect that this team, who has won 21 playoff games over the last two years, is simply unbelievable. Uh, it, it's a fascinating point, and I'll tell you what: Barry Trotz is a damn good coach, 
And I will tell you as a Washington Capitals fan, as a lifelong Washington Capitals fan, when the Capitals chose not to give him a big contract after the Stanley Cup championship in 2018, we knew it was dumb then. And I will tell you, there is still residue from that. I know a lot of Capitals fans who were so, like the Capitals even got as high as the Washington football team at that moment in terms of love in that city, maybe even exceeded it. But I will tell you that it has I, it has regressed since then, and a lot of it is just letting Trotz go, and you ended up with a great coach. Uh, I was good, so I don't even need to ask you because I was going to ask you on a scale from zero to how real do you think the chances are here with the Islanders? You already answered that. You're all in here. I, I think the chance is really real, and I think a plus two twenty. It has to be a play for me, and uh, maybe it's a, if it turns out the series goes the other way, they're probably opportunities within to get off a bit of it. I'm going to look and see if there's a, uh, a length of series prop and, and maybe, and certainly play, uh, if you can play over five games, you can make it a six game or seven game series. But, but I think this is a confident bunch right now and, and, and we'll see what happens. I think there's a chance that Palat might get, uh, get suspension for a hit in the Carolina. And, and that's the thing too. You look at the, the some of the goals that, uh, Nijakovic allowed early in the year to give, to, to give uh, Tampa Bay a couple of games. They very easily could have been down on that series. So, uh, again, uh, maybe it's rose-colored glasses, and I'm caught up in the moment from, from last night. But I, I think what you look, look at what they've done in the playoffs uh, under Barry Trotz, there is absolutely no reason to think that they're going to go out with a whimper at this point uh, in the postseason now. Should be fun. Uh, Todd Wright's coming up, your fellow University of Miami your fellow, the U alumnus, uh, Todd Wright. We'll see what he has to say about the Islanders. Yeah, if he goes the other I'm, direction. I'm curious. To, yeah, I'm curious to see what he has to say because he's obviously very dialed in and in tune with what's going on in, the, in, in Tampa Bay. So yeah, he, uh, I'm, I'm sure he will have a very good uh, opinion and thought process in the series as well. Yeah, the it's final four. I know that's not the term we use, but these last four teams in uh, in hockey. If it is in fact the Vegas Golden Knights, and it's going to be a madhouse tonight here at T-Mobile. That is a great Final Four teams. I can't wait for it. Um, we'll get to college football. Let's get to college football now. We'll, we'll intersperse college football season win totals because we'll talk about different things. But uh, obviously, Chrissy Andrews put them out here at the South Point Conference only. DraftKings put out full season uh, college football season wins. I know you were on when we when I was on vacation, um, but you have a whole bunch that you like. And so let's just go through however many of them you want randomly. Call out a team. Yeah. I'll call up the schedule, and then we can go from there. Sure. And just to, to hit on the stuff that Chrissy put out, uh, I am going to go through those uh, those numbers as well because I like the concept of that a lot because a lot of times with some of these uh, win totals, you'll find a, a team that might have a win total of uh, – I just use Bandy, for example. They might have a win total of – three and a half or four or four and a half for the season, but odds are they're not going to win a conference game. So you're able to really narrow down on specific conference play where you can say, Oh, maybe, maybe they'll have a chance at winning two or three non-conference games, but they're not going to win a conference game. And uh, you can certainly find uh, some plays with, within just really narrowing it down to conference only. But um, so I will go and take a look at that. Uh, the first one that, really caught my mind. My eye was UL Monroe. And it's not often that uh, I go all in on a, uh, a win total of one and a half. But at the same time, uh, this is kind of year zero here. 
Uh, Terry Bowden was in a similar situation at Akron, taking over a terrible team, and he got him to a bowl game, and then he left the program in terrible shape. Uh, I, I love Rich Rodriguez as an offensive coordinator and an offensive mind. He's the offensive coordinator, but at the same time, they're going to have to win a game other than the Jackson State game, and, and that and that's giving them a win uh, against Deion Sanders' team. And I, I don't know if they're good enough to beat uh, Jackson State, but uh, you got non-conference games against Kentucky and LSU, and, and then you got uh, Louisiana raising Cajun to get out of state in there, like Liberty. Like there are not a whole lot of opportunities here on this UL Monroe schedule to win a game outside of the FCS opponent, uh, Jackson State. So uh, UL Monroe one and a half was one. That really caught my eye. Under one and a half. And it's so funny, as you call that up, I put up the <laughs> schedule. I, your, your eyes immediately go to Jackson State. And then I had the exact same thought you did, which is, do I know that that's a gimme? I don't know that it is. I don't know. I'm not sure. But it's, it's the only one there, right? Kentucky, Troy, Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, Liberty, South Alabama, Appalachian State, Texas State, Arkansas State, LSU, and Louisiana. They do miss Georgia Southern. So under one and a half on Louisiana Monroe, that's the first one. What's next? <laughs> Well, I'm, 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 I'm you said, typically a, a pessimistic guy, and I, I like playing a lot more unders uh, during seasons when totals than I do playing over just because uh, I think, obviously, everyone's optimistic. People want to bet over and, and think their team's going to be better than they are, and the numbers are shaded that way accordingly, as they should be. But one over that I did like, I saw it at six and a half, and I think it might have gone to seven, which makes it more push-prone, but at the same time, I still think over seven is a good play, and that's Kentucky. Uh, I think if you look at the first three games of the year, Yule Monroe, Missouri, and Chattanooga on their home field, they should win all three of those games. Uh, their final three games of the year, Vandy, New Mexico State, and Louisville, uh, I think that they will win those three games of the year. So you're telling me they cannot find one or two more wins uh, from a group of games at South Carolina, uh, Tennessee at Mississippi State, and then they got the three in the middle of the season: Florida, LSU, Georgia, in consecutive weeks, which will be tough. But but I think people just keep doubting Mark Stoops' team and, and his ability to keep getting to bowl games and winning bowl games and, and having good seasons and putting premier first round defensive talent in the league. Um, and if that's the case, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep playing over. Uh, I mean, you bring in a new offensive coordinator, Liam Cohn who I think is going to go, uh, or ultimately I think at some point in, this, in the year, Will Levis, the Penn State transfer, who came into that game in Columbus a couple of years ago and played really, really well, will be the quarterback. Uh, they have some other offensive talent who I think they're pretty confident in. Like, like six and a half is a six and a half is an all-in play for me to win on seven. Seven I'm still playing because I don't think they're going six and six. You can still push, but I still think this is more, than, more likely than not an eight and four type team. Jason, let me know if it's a six and a half or seven out of Kentucky over at DraftKings. I don't want to confuse Chrissy, who is just doing conference wins. He was on the show last week, and he said, it was the last week or a few weeks back when these first came out, and he said um, that, oh, no, it was just, I don't even remember, was it Monday when he said this? I think it was Monday, where he said that Kentucky was the most bet single team for him in the entire pool of teams that people at traditional basketball school love their Kentucky football. And I think they went the same way that you did. I would argue Florida LSU and at Georgia might be the worst three week stretch of college football for any team in the country. But to your point, after that open date, 
Mississippi State, Tennessee, Vandy, New Mexico State, Louisville, and you completely avoid Alabama, Auburn, and Texas A&M. None of that. So Kentucky over seven at DraftKings right now. Like it. Like it a lot. Okay. And then the, and then, and then the other one to, get, to go to their in-state rival, I'm on the opposite end with Louisville. I'm on a, a under seven with Louisville. It just seems like there are a lot of, like, warning signs, red flags with this Louisville program right now. A couple of years ago, Scott Satterfield came in, uh, kind of purged a lot of players out of the program that were left from the Bobby Petrino debacle and fiasco. And it, 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 something doesn't feel right there with co- coaches kind of leaving Petrino, uh, not Petrino, but, but like Satterfield's name being attached to other jobs. Like is Malik Cunningham really the guy? Like, Something doesn't feel right here. It is not a good opener for, for Louisville having all Miss in Atlanta. They get UCF at home. You don't know what's going to happen with Florida State. That could go either direction, and nobody I don't think would be really surprised. You know what you're going to get when you go to Wake Forest, a really well-coached team, and that is not a, a good uh, road game at all. NC State on the road is going to be much improved. You're not beating Clemson, uh, and you get Kentucky late in the year, and their win total is seven. Uh, that, that, I don't, if you got to win, if I have to go eight and four against that schedule to beat me, I will take that chance every single time. And uh, Louisville under seven with, with, with I think, what is a uh, seven and five is like a best case scenario for them. But more than likely, I think this is a, uh, a six and six type team. Uh, for Louisville this year. Yeah, a lot of these are interesting. We talk about this every year, you and I, Chris, and, and whenever anybody, you and Stanford Steve, for instance, talk about college football season win totals is there's a human element to this as well where how the schedule falls. So there's a best-case scenario, there's a worst-case scenario, and in the case of Louisville, you're right, that old Miss game in Atlanta, neutral site to, to start things off, not easy. And then, like, games, you know, those first, that first run of, uh, of conference games at Florida State, at Wake Forest, so it's not like the hardest opponents in the world, but they're on the road, so it could go south pretty quickly, right? Like the bad case scenario could then snowball, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and you mentioned that we talked talk about the two conference road games there. The home game that they have with UCF, I, feel like, right. like, I think one of the things that kind of lost this year and maybe some of the coaching carousel is, like, I think UCF makes out great in that like coaching trade-off where Josh Heupel goes to Tennessee and Gus Malzahn goes to UCF. Like, I think, I think UCF comes out ahead there and, and I think Gus Malzahn will kind of be re-energized uh, playing in, in, at a non uh, coaching rather than a non group, a non power five type school, really good offensive talent there. Uh, I think he's going to kind of be reborn there. I think UCF get a, kind of reemerge as a really good entertaining team. Obviously defensively they gotta get a lot better. But but I think they're I think they get the best out of the uh the Malzon hypo kind of coaching trade off there. Under Louisville, under Louisiana Monroe, over on Kentucky. Uh, we'll have some more college football season win totals. These are the DraftKings version, not just the conference games, but the entire schedule uh, from Chris. Talked a little hockey earlier. We'll, uh, we'll perhaps stumble into some U.S. Open golf. We'll find out if Chris has any uh, plays a week prior to the United States Open Golf Tournament, the third major of the golf season at Torrey Pines. I won't ask him about the Palmetto Championship at Congaree, but I'll ask him about the U.S. Open. We'll do that and a few more college football season win totals. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Also, Todd, right on hockey later with some thoughts 
on hockey's remaining four teams and Bill Krakenberger at our unscripted right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. With basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, producer number seven, Jason Kahn, off air with show ideas. He has decided that, uh, this is very random, everybody. He has decided that, uh, El- I want to get this right, Elliot Spitzer and Anthony Weiner should do a talk show together, and it should be called Weiner Spitzer. <laughs> so, Jason, if that happens, someone just ran with your idea. Weiner Spitzer, coming to a station near you. It's very random. Chris Felique is here, everybody, from ESPN Bear, from ESPN's College Game Day, Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast, and, of course, Daily Wager, at Chris Felica, F-A-L-L-I-C-A, on Twitter. Always coming up with ideas, that Jason Conn, Chris. Always. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm, I'm going to stay far away from from, from that one and just let that one just go. Excellent! What an into, excellent uh, show that yeah. would be. Excellent show. It, it would. It would be very entertaining. Yes. I'm quite sure. Yeah, outstanding. Uh, do you have any U.S. Open golf bets for next week in pocket already? I, I do not. I, I do not. I, obviously, I, I want to make sure that I'm assuming John Rahm will be able to play and he'll have uh, exhausted his quarantine protocol type situation that you have with COVID from last week and he'll be able to play him. I think that's, that's at least a good thing with, with, with the, uh, a regular PGA tour event being held at, at Tory. You can kind of take a look at the guys who have a very good uh, course history there, whether it's a uh, uh, John Ron, Roy McIlroy, both have played uh, very well in the past at Tory. Uh, Tony Finau was close to a bunch of top tens at Tory. And again, you wouldn't play up to win, but you keep playing Tony Finau with top 10 in majors and, you're going to come out ahead. Say, I'll just, I'll just keep doing it. But, but I think, I think Rom, Rom will be someone that I play again to win. Uh, I think with how well he played at Jack's place uh, last week before the uh, the COVID positive came back, uh, I think that's a good sign for him moving forward. And I'll, I'll just, I'll just wait and see on a uh, a couple of prices. And, and uh, the thing that I've been doing a, a lot with these majors instead of just playing. Outrights to win. I mean, I'm doing a lot, just a lot more top tens, and I'm just playing a lot more of just simple make miss cut. Yes. And I'm not really afraid to lay a big number with with with, with guys to to make a cut. Xander got me uh, a couple of weeks back at the PGA when he bowed 18 and shot at 76 or 77, whatever it was, in the second round. But 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 that was it. And I think that's for the way the way I would like to approach these majors. I'd rather play stuff like that early on and then wait until after the first round or after the second round uh, to really get heavily involved on the, uh, on the outright market. I said this, to, I, I asked this of Brady yesterday, but we sort of ran into a commercial at the very end. You know, I harken back to the U S open last year and it was all during the whole Bryson. Everybody was focused on Bryson DeChambeau bulking up and it was the heavy rough and remember, there were a couple guys that had really spectacular rounds. I want to say Matthew Wolf was one of them, but don't hold me to that. And the whole time, everybody else was having spectacular rounds. I think Patrick Reed had a great early round at the U.S. Open. But the whole time, everybody else was having these great rounds. DeChambeau just kind of lingered, just kind of lingered mm-hmm. up on the leaderboard because yep. he could just brutalize the I, ball out of the rough. Shouldn't everybody have some Bryson in this tournament? 
Probably, I, I, I would think so. I can. I remember having this conversation with you. I, I, yes. It was that Saturday afternoon. I remember I, I was in my hotel room and wherever we were uh, for, after college game day and before our primetime game, and uh, I just remember saying it to you and E. Like Bryson's like plus four fifty right now. Like why? He's only like three shots back, and he's playing about as terrible as he possibly could. And everybody else is having the right. At some point, he's going to start making some putts, and he, and he wound up winning. Uh, going away, but yeah, no, I, I certainly couldn't argue with with anybody who wants to play Bryson. The only thing that would deter me from doing that would would, would be: is there any psychological ploy or whatever at play here uh, with his little spat with Brooks, Brooks Kepka right now, and uh, will that get into his head to try and do some even more ridiculous things, and which potentially could hurt his chances? But I, I would never argue. Uh, with anyone that, that wants to bet Bryson on simply the, the grip it and rip it and hit it as far as you can as close to the hole as possible and, and chip out. Yeah, I just, it, I would feel it's one of these things in golf. There are, golf is a self loathing activity, like try to avoid self loathing. And he would be the guy that if he were to win this and I didn't have anything on him, I would absolutely hate myself because we talked this through last year. So I can't let that happen this year. Uh, we'll come back, Chris. Uh, we'll, we'll let you go after a few more college football season win totals. How about that? Yeah, whatever you want, bud. We'll do it. We have three. We'll do at least three more. Coming back on a numbers game at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander. Back on a numbers game right here at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network, proudly brought to you by BetMGM, as always. And of course, uh, also, rather, I should say, uh, something you should know about all our podcasts being available because it's not just the shows itself. If you missed any part of this show or anything on the Beeson schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money and Numbers Game, My Guys of the Desert, Lombardi Line with Beeson Best Bets. Or download Beating the Book with myself, Gil Alexander, or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers with JVT Long Shots with Brady and Wes Gone Racing and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Chris Valik of the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day. Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast, which is just a great, great college football podcast and beyond, by the way. Um, and, of course, uh, part of the Daily Wager crew over there at ESPN, too, is with us, kind enough to uh, continue with us. By the way, did you hit your Belmont pick? Is that what I saw during vacation? Yes. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, it, it wasn't anything super. There, there, were, there were only three horses that could have won the race, Central Quality, Hot Rod Charlie, or uh, rock your world, and it, it ran essential quality hot rod early, and it was it, it was fine. We 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 made a little bit because we we pressed a uh, uh, hot rod early in a couple of spots, so it, it was okay. It didn't didn't make up for the uh, for the derby loss, but we're, we're it was okay. It was it was, it was it was a decent day. All right, so we have under on Louisiana Monroe one and a half over Kentucky at seven, and under on Louisville seven. College football DraftKings these are win totals. What's next? We're gonna we're gonna continue to uh, to to be the Grim Reaper on some programs and squash <laughs> some some dreams here. And I'm gonna go Indiana under eight. And one of the things that uh, I've I've 
kind of played out in my mind as I've gone through some of these win totals is how to treat last year. Uh, was kind of like that, that old, like, is it live or is it Memorex type commercial that we mm-hmm. grew up on? Like, was it, was it real or was it kind of an aberration of the circumstances and situations uh, that we had last year? And Indiana, I think, is a perfect example of that. Uh, they certainly overachieved last year. They probably were not as good as their record indicated. They got a gift in the, uh, in the opening game against Penn State where the, uh, the Penix play was ruled a touchdown, even though I don't think he got in. And they just kind of – Ohio State fell asleep on a lead, and Indiana got back in the game. And, like, their win total's eight. Like, eight and four would be, like, a great season for Indiana based on, on their history. And, and you look at their schedule this year. Like, uh, you open up in Iowa. You, you've got Cincinnati coming in early in the air. With you you got to go to Penn State. Ohio State, you're not going to beat. Uh, you go to Michigan, and Michigan obviously should should be better. Like, I, I, if Indiana goes nine and three and beats me, so be it. I mean, but but I think this is uh, an eight and four type ceiling team. Obviously, you lose Stevie Scott, you lose Ralph Dolier at wide receiver. So Penix is back, but he's his best wide receiver and the starting running back is gone. Uh, Jamar Johnson, who did so much for that defense, is also gone. They won a couple of games last year that they probably shouldn't have and took in that weird Big Ten season where everything went south for Michigan and Penn State had the poor start. And, uh, a, bunch of, and a bunch of other teams just had odd, bizarre-type seasons. So I Wisconsin being one of them. Uh, I'm going to go under the, uh, the eight for Indiana. And again, this is one that uh, maybe I'll push it on eight, but I certainly don't think Indiana is going to go nine and three. To beat. I think I think you said it right there at the end. This feels like a push or you win, and it is exactly what you said at Iowa to start, and then you get Penn State and Michigan on the road with, of course, an Ohio State game. Like you said, if if they can go nine and three, tip of the cap for sure. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, another one here. This is this is this is the uh, this is just for E. Just, just to get it on record to, to show that <laughs> can there, there is, there is. Can I guess <laughs> USC maybe? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go USC under, and I see their win total is at nine. And again, this is a team last year that won a whole lot of games. Again, was it real or, or, or was it not? But if you look at SC and, and what they did last year, there were a lot of games that they shouldn't have won. Like, 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 I don't know how they beat UCLA. Uh, the, the Arizona State game should have been a loss. The Arizona game was very easily a loss, and maybe uh, they'll be better this year, but they lose uh, a couple of their wide receivers. They lose a couple of guys up front in the secondary, and, and I know people love slowest, but they, they kind of did it with, with, with smoke and mirrors quite often last year. And uh, I know Stanford is down, and you get them at home. Uh, you get Oregon State home, but, like, they they've lost games that they very easily should have won. That's like the the USC DNA is to lose to teams that they that they should beat. And you got to go to Notre Dame later in the year. With Notre Dame at that point will be better, I think, than they will be at the start of the year. You got to go to ASU. You got to go to Cal. Well, Cal might not be as good as they've been. Uh, you got UCLA. I, I, there, there there are landmines here. For the up and down the schedule for the Trojans, and again, if SC happens to go ten and two to beat me, so be it. 
Uh, but but I, but I think based on what we've seen from SC in recent years, like nine and three is a very real record, and eight and four or worse is a very real record. So I don't want to hear any more crap from our guy E throughout the course of the year <laughs> talking about how everybody loves SC and everybody wants SC to win the win the Pac-12 and blah blah blah. No, you're, I, I, I am under the nine on SC. Your network's propping them up. That's what he says all the time. Exactly I, right. They're talking about them being in the playoffs. No it, one was talking about SC being in the playoff last year. And USC actually catches a break right they don't have to play oregon or washington from the north either so you know Correct. yeah but you still like them under okay real quick because we have about I do, 90, I do like under. 90 seconds under nine on usc one more here uh, i'm gonna go over for over the nine and a half i think it is for wisconsin uh, we talked about the situation last year with indiana where a team that really overachieved wisconsin last year uh, jack cone was kind of the leader of that offense uh, he missed time, then Graham Mertz comes in, has a great game against Illinois, and Paul Chris kind of was in a tough spot because you can't pull Mertz after that game. And I think the, uh, the COVID issues all over the place, injuries and the concussions at wide receiver, things kind of fell apart last year for Wisconsin in an un-Wisconsin-like way. Uh, and they get a, a situation right off the bat, an opener with Penn State, that's a great chance to get past what happened last year. You get Notre Dame in Chicago. Like I think the I think the stars kind of line up this year for Wisconsin to have a big bounce back season. So I, I think I think Wisconsin is a ten and two uh, team this year. And I'm going to go over the uh, the nine and a half for the Badgers. Over nine and a half for the Badgers. Yeah, bad news. You play Michigan and Penn State from the East. Good news. You get them both at home. So I guess that's mm-hmm. the uh, that's the trade off there. All right, that's six college football season win totals. You got that. You done good. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate all the time. Uh, of course, of course. Both teams will score tomorrow. Italy, Turkey. It's plus one thirty. Both teams score. Italy, Turkey, plus one thirty. Paul Carr will be here tomorrow. To talk all about the Euros. Look forward to that. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Take care, John. Have a great day. You too. The Bear from ESPN's College Game Day, Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast, and of course, Daily Wager. Todd Wright, Chris's fellow alum from the University of Miami, he's got a lot of hockey thoughts moving forward. It's a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Turn a $1 wager on the Clippers or Jazz into 100 with BetMGM. If either team hits a three tonight, just use bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up for the king of sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use promo code VSIN100. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C. or West Virginia only. Hey, D.C., everybody. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. And in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in the state of Nevada. Skill Alexander, this gentleman is, as I said at the top of the show, the greatest radio host there ever was. Uh, he's the host of uh, All Night with Todd Wright back in the days of classic ESPN radio, has his own fantasy football podcast these days, uh, and he's kind enough to answer all fantasy football questions for everybody year-round. Uh, numbers game listeners have benefited from that greatly through the years. But he loves himself some hockey, loves himself some golf. We'll talk U.S. Open with him next week. Let's talk some hockey with Todd Wright, everybody. How you doing, Todd? Good morning, Gil. I hope you enjoyed your time off. I did. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your kind text uh, while I was away. Um, before the playoffs began, before the Stanley Cup playoffs began, you said there were six teams that could win this. Uh, two of those teams, regardless of or whether it's Colorado or Vegas, are going to be hosting the two semifinals. One of the other things you said 
was the Canadian representative has no chance whatsoever. Despite 434 consecutive minutes of hockey in this postseason where they have not trailed, do you still feel that way about the Montreal Canadiens, sir? Montreal should not even be in the playoffs. The Canadian division was one team less than every division in the United States. They finished fourth from the bottom. Every team in the divisions in the United States that finished fourth from the bottom didn't make the postseason. Um, so this club hockey that Canada has been playing now comes to an end. Um, I look at Montreal's regular season numbers, penalty kill, power play, face-offs, their roster down the center, their top defensive lines. I, I don't see anything. Uh, the NHL standings, as I talked to you about overnight, Gil, are tricky. But if you actually look at them like you would look at a baseball standing or an NFL standing or an NBA standing, let me give you an example. VGK was 24 games over 500 this regular season. That's how good Vegas was. They won 24 games more than they lost. Montreal was eight games under 500 this season. Jeez. Eight under. Yeah, Montreal, any Canadian team being in this Final Four is a gift from the league with the format based on the border being closed. Speaking of VGK, the Vegas Golden Knights, no one has looked better than Vegas. Uh, they, you know, depending on your, your angle on it, they might have punted on game one of this series against Colorado. Sure appeared that way. Certainly the results uh, reflected that. But since then, they have been spectacular. They now hold the three games to two lead in their series against the Avalanche. Knights trying to close out the Lanch tonight here at T-Mobile. It is going to be mayhem. What would you say is DeBoer's single biggest move in all of this? Well, I like that he didn't play Ryan Reeves in game five. I don't know if he'll play him in game six. I'm sort of inclined to think he might. Uh, Reeves came off suspension before game four, if I have that right. Yeah, because he had an assist in game four. But, Gil, I'll just say this about Ryan Reeves, and I love how his leadership was praised while he was healthy scratched. Ryan Reeves played a significant role for this expansion team and for the growth and for that room. But this isn't an expansion team in Vegas anymore. They are an established Stanley Cup contender now. And on a Stanley Cup contender, you cannot put players on the ice for regular shifts who are reckless and hurt your team. And Reeves does that too often. And that's why I applaud the move DeBoer made by not playing him in Game 5 in Denver. You are in the Tampa St. Pete area. You are close to the Tampa Bay Lightning. You watch them very intimately. Um, what's your thoughts? You, you know, I, if I recall, there was a time, you know, before they won the Stanley Cup, where you were a little skeptical about the franchise. I might be wrong about that, though. That's just what my memory tells me. But you're all in on them now, aren't you? Yeah, because they answered all those questions I had that they didn't answer in the years even left, even up to the first round exit that they sort of wrote off as a fluke. Uh, and I reminded them it wasn't, it was a historic disaster 
against Columbus a couple of years ago. But they've answered all of those questions. And, Gil, they're just – I mean, I would argue Tampa Bay has done more to this point in the playoffs, not just because they're already on to the semifinals, than Vegas has, that they've looked better. Yeah. I've seen them play in person even down in Miami, and they played very bad in that game five I drove down to Miami to watch. But, Gil, the Lightning have done nothing wrong. Sure, they've had a bad game here or there. But this isn't the NCAA basketball tournament. This isn't the the NFL playoffs. You can have a bad game in a best of seven. You can have a couple. It's okay. Teams do it. Um, the Lightning have done nothing wrong. There's they have no significant injuries. They have no goaltender issues. They uh, have their big names producing at a high level. Um, I also brought this up to you overnight. This is how good the Lightning are. They've played 11 playoff games. They have faced five goaltenders. Uh, wasn't wasn't it Mr. T and Rocky Three who ran out of sparring partners? <laughs> yes, he did. As memory serves, That's he did. That's basically what the Lightning are doing <laughs> yeah. in chasing goaltenders, and I anticipate they'll do the same thing to the Islanders in this next round because – as good as Varlamov was in closing out the Bruins, and it wasn't all him. Um, he only has four of their eight postseason wins this year. So I would anticipate the Lightning are going to see both cold tenders as Barry Trotz presses all the buttons he has Ugh. to try to beat the Lightning this year, which he couldn't do last year. Little little part of me gets wounded every time Barry Trotz comes up. I was talking to Felica about this earlier. Uh, and you made it. First of all, I have a, a couple follow-ups. One, you made a great point about COVID making a repeat for the Lightning easier than other repeats that are more tip in a more typical back-to-back season. So that's an interesting point that I have not forgotten. And now, since you since you bring it up, Lightning and Islanders, obviously the Islanders get it done against the Bruins last night. So Felica, lifelong Islanders fan, he is all in, man. He loves it. He, he's usually a defeatist Islanders fan. He's feeling good about this team. He does admit maybe it's like the afterglow of yesterday. But I will say this. I mean, and, and this is from a Washington Capitals fan perspective. Again, I said this earlier. When Barry, you know, there is some residual effect of the Caps not re-signing Barry Trotz, Dodd. Like, it is... I don't think the love for the franchise is quite... I mean, people still love them, right? But it, it's something Something came off the shine when they decided not to re-sign Trotz, and look what Trotz is doing with the Islanders. Yet, you seem to really... Would you lay the minus 250 in Game 1 on the Lightning? Uh, I'd be... Probably, because, again, the Lightning have done nothing wrong. They haven't been tied in a series. They haven't trailed in a series. You go back to last year's series against the Islanders. They were never tied in the series. They never trailed in the series. The Islanders forced it to six by winning a game five in overtime. Um, Because the Islanders and the Bruins knocked out the top two in the East, it pushed the Lightning up to the two seed. Uh, Actually, it pushed them up to the three seed. And then once Winnipeg and Montreal did the same in the Canadian division, it pushed the Lightning up to the two seed. So suddenly we're... I told you this at the beginning of the playoffs. The Lightning could have been the defending champs in the playoffs as the four playing either Colorado or Vegas in the semis. That went away with the upsets in the other two divisions. So now the Lightning get one, two, five, and seven at home, just like they had last year against the Islanders. I'll give you that the Islanders are better than last year, but the Lightning are better than last year. 
I still think there's a gap there. By the way, I misspoke. Lightning minus 250 on the series price, I meant to say. Not game one, of course. Minus 250. You would lay that to win the series against the Islanders. Yes, I would. Okay. Yes, I would. So, wrapping this up, because we only have 90 seconds. So, in short, um, Islanders just don't have the goaltending to beat Tampa, and the Canadians don't have anything but the goaltending. That's your sort of topic sentence on all this? Yeah, um, I think the semifinals, not, I'm not saying the Islanders are a mismatch for Tampa Bay, but we've seen this movie before, and I don't think very much has changed. Um, and Montreal, again, is going to play real NHL playoff hockey now against one of the top two, two or three teams in the NHL, and good luck with that. Montreal hasn't played in front of what, maybe? 2,000 people all year, yeah. and they're coming into potentially T-Mobile Arena for games one and two against that fortress? Seriously? <laughs> no. No. Uh, I will be stunned if that if Vegas-Montreal goes more than five. As good as Carey Price is, that's what Montreal has. That's all they have against Vegas, and Fleury is better. You're expecting Vegas to close it out tonight, then, I'm, I'm gathering from that comment? Well, I think that's the only thing between Vegas and the Stanley Cup Finals is close it out tonight. Um, I was expecting more from Colorado in Game 5, and to be honest, in Game 4, and it just hasn't been there. I'm waiting for Bednar and the Avalanche to, to make another move. Vegas. They, they didn't have that move last year against Dallas. I'm wondering where it is this year. Maybe they just don't. I think they're very talented. They're as talented in some. I've always said this. Vegas skates through you. Colorado skates around you. But Vegas has Colorado skating in circles right now. Love it. Colorado, by the way, is taking some money. Vegas down to a minus 133 favorite now in that game tonight. Todd, love it. You got me jazzed for the final four here. And, of course, tonight's game. Thank you, sir, as always. Talk to you next week about the Open. Yes, sir. Looking forward to that as well. Todd Wright, everybody, right here on the Numbers Game at VEASAN, the sports betting network, the crack man, unscripted next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.